0: Welcome to this week's Henchmen of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbach. I'm Matt Golden.
1: This is our first podcast in the new year. Just tuning in and you didn't check out last week's podcast. Go check it out so you can get caught up. Why don't you go ahead...
0: And run through 10 through 6. I went through my 10 through 6. To okay,
1: absolutely. Speaking of Oklahoma, I'm actually going to. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Justice League, number 10. Number 9, The Tick on Amazon the television show. Number 8, Spider Man Homecoming. Number 7, Wonder Woman. Number 6, Logan. And keep in mind, these are all movies and television shows that came out this year.
0: For me, number 10 was Spider Man Homecoming. Number 9 was The Gifted on Fox. Boo. Number 8 was The Defenders. Boo. On Netflix, number seven was Teen Titans Judas Contract, Blech. and number six was Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2.
1: Excellent. Except for the placement of that last one. That was all pretty good. Why don't you, uh, since I got us kicked off last time.
0: Actually, I want to ask you, what was your favorite new series of 2017?
1: Um, That's easy. And I was going to go with a cop out and give two at one point, um, just because the first one is a limited series. So I didn't really want to to name it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mr. Miracle by Tom King on DC is the fucking best thing that's out on the shelves right now. And I don't just say that because I'm a grand wizard and I know everything. Don't
0: say that phrase.
1: <laughs> Why not, Alex? Why can't I say that I am the grand wizard of comics?
0: Because it makes you sound like a and d playing racist.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fine, fair enough. I'm just a wizard then, and I know what is the best, and Mr. Miracle by Tom King. Not only does it have some of the best art, it has one of the most profound, interesting stories with one of the most underused characters in all of DC. It's fantastic. Check it out if you haven't read it. It is the best new thing of 2017. My seal of approval is on it.
0: I'm curious to no, know, you said you were going to name too, even though I don't like you to bend the rules for this kind of stuff. What was the other series you are going to name? I refuse. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sharing is caring.
1: Redneck, I can't remember for the life of me who did it. I want to say his name, Sean something, or maybe his last okay. name is Sean. Uh, on image, it's really, really good. It reminded me a little bit of a, a countrified American vampire. That's cool. It it is very neat. I haven't had a new American vampire to read by Scott Snyder in quite some time, so it was a a really good in between. It was it was a really good new ongoing series.
0: Mine is a bit of a cop out because, like, this is a continuation of a series that already existed. Oh, so it's a sequel series. I don't. I and already hate this. It's Injustice Two by Tom Taylor. Injustice was a series that I played the game when it came out. I never thought to read the comic because I thought it was just a crappy tie-in comic to the video game. I ended up picking it up, and the first Injustice was one of my favorite series of all time. Injustice Two is where it picks up. Has been just. Absolutely amazing. As good as the first one so far, even though it's been a shorter run. Tom Taylor is great. He's also writing All-New Wolverine for Marvel, which features Laura Kinney, X-23, by her former nomenclature. And that's a great series, too, because you want to pick up a hero book. But on Justice 2, I just can't wait for for more.
1: I was shaking my head at Alex literally the entire time because I'm so disappointed with his choice. Not because it's not fantastic, but because it's such a cop-out. No. <laughs> Another excellent rebuttal no. by Mr. Alex Eschbach. Our, uh, look, look, look.
0: Why don't you go ahead and tell me what your number five is on the top ten film of the list? Of uh,
1: I'm actually letting you take over number five. Cool. I started last one, so you go ahead and kick this one off.
0: My number five bitch. featured earlier on your list, but it's Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Uh, directed by Patty Jenkins, of course.
1: I mean, you have it ranked higher than me, so that means that you're a loser.
0: Clearly, that, that's what that means. That's the universal sign for Jason Bateman's <laughs> best film.
1: <laughs>
0: but we talked about it briefly before and it's a film that i really enjoyed i thought chris pine did a fantastic job his death too at the end was tragic but honest and true i felt
1: alex neglected to say spoilers before he boiled wonder woman for all of those hundreds of you that have not seen that's the true film.
0: spoilers for everything that we talk about from here on out Obviously. and before.
1: if you're listening to the show for the first time i'm so very sorry if you're not Matt, listening to it for the first time, you knew better.
0: Actually, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen one Roman yet, you need to stop listening to this immediately and go find a copy of one Roman and, and watch that first.
1: Preferably get the steel book, Blu-ray <laughs> DVD that I own.
0: Shout out to Best Buy.
1: Shout out Best Buy. Uh, mm. You're where I met mm. all of my friends.
0: It's true. 90% of Matt's friends are called, all came from Best Buy.
1: That's 100% accurate. Okay. My number five is a Netflix Marvel television show. It is the Punisher. Great choice. It is the best choice of Marvel, Netflix television shows. I mean,
0: some could argue, but.
1: Some could yeah. argue, but I'm sure it would be a poor attempt and incorrect also. John Barenthal, holy shit.
0: Yeah, he he was a fantastic choice to play yeah. the Punisher.
1: I can't think of anybody better other than Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I, very
0: different, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, that's all I want in life now is a Steven Seagal. <laughs> Who <laughs>
0: refuses to use weapons except for his own hands to kill anyone.
1: That's the only way that this show could get any better.
0: Marvel, don't call us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, I will ruin everything.
0: But that show really is great. Like, most Marvel properties, the casting is fantastic. Eben Moss, Baka, I can't remember his last name, as Micro, does a fantastic job. Oh, I love him. As Frank's sidekick. The other characters
1: are also good.
0: Yeah, Billy is really good as this as a friend of Frank Castle that's also kind of an evil jerk. And you really, as you watch the film, you just can't wait for that relationship to play out and for him to hopefully get his comeuppance by series in.
1: Uh, no, I just want them to be best friends. I want to see their, yeah.
0: their tag team. <laughs> that's what the Punisher is really about, is making friends.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a really friendly cat. He yeah. just likes to be buds with everyone.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, actually. I haven't checked if it's gotten a season two or not. I hope it does. It definitely deserves it.
1: I'm sure it will. It was more popular than I want to say all of their (laughs) other properties that came out this year.
0: Number four on my list, you already mentioned on yours, it was Amazon to tick.
1: Hey, there we go. One
0: thing we talk about whenever you mentioned on yours was how wonderful Jackie Earl Haley is on the show. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's just the most evil yet hilarious villain at the same time.
1: He really is. And,
0: and the guy that, I wish I could remember his name, but the guy that plays Arthur does a fantastic job as just that hopeless, are you, are bumbling, you mean big head.
1: Yeah. Big head alike. Yeah. He just kind of looked like big head. Would you go ahead and
0: tell us your number four?
1: I would, but at, full disclosure, I think it's kind of a cop out myself and I have it as my number four film of the year.
0: Okay. I'm really curious to see how you feel like your own choice is a cop out choice.
1: Uh, it's a cop-out because it's a comic book property. Yeah. It's Star Wars, motherfucker. Ugh. The last motherfucking Jedi.
0: Uh, Star Wars would not meet my criteria as a comic book property to make my list, and it would not have made my top 15. So, <laughs> Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> okay. uh, Alex coming in with the wrong opinion once again. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, don't you just want a little porg and to shove it right up your butt because they're so cute?
0: Yeah, what I want more than anything, I was like, okay, all those characters I love, I just, I I hope they just kill them all in episode nine. I just hope that JJ goes, you know, Ryan, thanks for taking all the mysteries I built and The Force Awakens, shitting on all of them. And I like that trend, so all we're going to do is just kill mysteries from now on. Oh, yeah, that would be uh, a great
1: way to to end it. Episode
0: nine, The Return of Jar Jar.
1: (laughs) The, the rise of Jar Jar, not the return. The rise, the Dark Prince Jar Jar returneth.
0: I would see that so many times over. <laughs> I just want a film starring Jar Jar and three PO, just killing people out of the galaxy. Not like a buddy cop film, like them just slaying people with with <laughs> lightsabers, just going through.
1: Straight fucking murder. That would actually be one of the best things. You know what? On second thought, Marvel uh, slash Disney, give us a call.
0: Yeah, I, that one we will definitely you. do. Yeah. Out of the property, that is ripe for our voice.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's still an unnamed third Disney Star Wars film, a standalone. I can't say for sure if we're doing it, because I don't want to get in trouble, but we're definitely doing it, and that's the premise of the film.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we just lost that contract.
1: <laughs> Shit, our NDA is... Oh, no. Fuck.
0: Okay. My number three film of the year.
1: Wait, 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 We're not done talking about Star Wars. Star Wars okay. is the best property of the year. It made the best more. Best property of the year? <laughs> yeah, it made more money than any other beachfront property.
0: Actually, okay. it had one of the largest drop offs from opening weekend, the second weekend. Did it, really? Yeah, of any uh, film?
1: All you yeah. fucking punks that wanted to go. I mean, and it rate still made
0: like $68 million in the second weekend. It's still a lot of money, but it still just it's still.
1: I don't think we can just talk about Star Wars for the rest of the podcast, don't you think?
0: Okay, so number three. <laughs> On my list, and if it wasn't for that's I was gonna say it wasn't for my top two, this would be number one. Yeah, of course, that's how lists work. Yeah, good uh, job, Alex, nailed it. But number three is Thor Ragnarok on my list. Ooh, good choice. I thought it was by far the funniest film of the years. As great as the humor was in Guardians, Taika Waititi's voice and Thor Ragnarok just is something that just kills me
1: every time. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the best. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, the, was I, that like, good? Was that a good impression? Did you, did you like that?
0: I didn't want to comment on it. Like it's, just, it, it was an impression. I'll give you that.
1: Uh, I need, I need honest yeah. feedback here. I need, yeah. I need some feedback from you. The that's the, for
0: your open mic night. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is my Taika Waititi impression.
0: But it's one that I just. All I want is just news of him doing more Marvel films.
1: Absolutely. Uh, from the very onset of that film. With just a couple of jokes leading into fucking, like I said before, Immigrant Song and Thor Ragnarok is one of the greatest moments in comic book movie history. It just fucking is. My hands are in the air. I'm pointing vigorously. I'm very emphatic that this is the truth.
0: Yeah, and I just, I mean, it had the best ending of any film this year with Cork holding his friend that he thinks is a dead butt, bo- <laughs> the corpse of his friend that he stepped on, just been carrying him around. Well, if we going to find out to be alive, I mean, that's going to be hard to top for an ending for any Marvel film.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be touched. It's probably one of the top three greatest moments in cinematic history. I, I would, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it just <laughs> is. Look at the facts. Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah.
0: The, this was a Rosebud moment.
1: Yeah, it really was. So,
0: exactly. It took the place at the end and at the beginning, and they don't want to book anything together, but that's beside the point.
1: Yeah, we don't need details like yeah. that here. Not on this podcast. That's not what we do here. Details. <laughs>
0: What was your number three?
1: My number three choice. I have a feeling is when to make another appearance and your top two. It is a show that came out not long ago. And by not long ago, I mean like three weeks ago. It's motherfucking happy on sci-fi.
0: Let me tell you, happy. Love it. Amazing show. Did not make my top ten list. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. It is my number three. I love it more than it's my number one show of the year i wow yeah Yeah. that's the top rated show on my on my list so there you go the the best show of the year as voted by the henchman of comics i think that is our highest rated television show provided you don't have one that's ranked higher uh we'll get into that don't spoil it for anybody especially me because i want to yell at you later if you ruin this for me because this is a big moment for me we're going to be on lots of newspaper publications now stating that happy is the greatest television show of the year We're going to be on sci fi. It'll say the greatest television show of the year. And then you'll have the little Dash, Henchman of Comics. We're on TV, guys. We made it. We're famous now.
0: Well, that was a weird motive for making that number three, but talk about the actual (laughs) show itself.
1: Oh, oh, okay. The show itself. Christopher Maloney is fucking hysterical. He's absolutely bonkers. The show itself is extremely violent, it's extremely funny. It's extremely dark, and it's Christmas all rolled into one. It's like Die Hard on steroids. If Die Hard was actually a Christmas movie and way darker, it would be happy. Yeah, it's Die Hard combined with Crank, I feel like. Yes. Oh, that's really good.
0: Yeah. And Which is one of the directors, showrunners. Direct was one of the directors of Crank, so you definitely get that tone. Uh, to. On
1: second thought, I don't see it at all now. Yeah.
0: I'm really happy too that Grant Morrison's actually involved in the project because all the new stuff they've written still feels very much like Grant Morrison uh, in tone.
1: Every inch of it is Grant Morrison. Every three and a half inches of it is Grant Morrison.
0: It's amazing too for such a short run of a comic book. I think it's five, six issues. One of my favorite uh, trades that I own. It's amazing that they're a- they've so far been able to, over four episodes so far, I three. believe, three episodes so far. Idiot. Uh, have they been able to stretch that out and not have it drag the pacing down, everything feel coherent? They've added like a B story. They flesh out like birth of his daughter a bit more and his relationship to the mother of his daughter. Uh, Are you more- caught
1: up on the show? Are you yeah. all three episodes? Yeah. What do you think of the-, the last episode? Just real quick. This is for me. This isn't for you guys listening. This is for me.
0: I, I mean, I love that. I thought it was a fantastic episode. I, I actually enjoy the flashbacks. I do too. too. Yeah.
1: Like, They're that was pretty so, funny. The darkest
0: moment, though, was when they go back to uh, that guy's apartment of his side chick's place and he opens the microwave. He's like, Where's the baby? And they go to the microwave oh, and my you just God. see blood.
1: Like, yeah. Baby in the microwave. Um, it doesn't get much yeah. darker than a baby in a yeah. microwave. And then you're this laughing two minutes that.
0: later because there's a cartoon unicorn horse high on cocaine flying around.
1: So. Yeah, this this show definitely has its ups and downs and its crazy parts, and it's you hold your head in your face at times because it's so puzzling and insane.
0: Yeah, there's a Santa's only strip club. Yeah.
1: Yep, <laughs> we, we called, that. called North Pole.
0: We learned that Nick Sachs basically he since he has no money or anything, he basically just lives off eating the cherries and the orange wedges <laughs> that are kept outside bars to fill drinks with
1: how did the show not make your top 10 list? What's the matter with you? This is a top three property here, bro.
0: I know it's one of my favorite books of all time. <laughs> so make it, and I like the show a lot, but it's just, it's one of those ones. I'm, I'm waiting to see how it ends before I get my full feelings on it. So, but I don't know. It just, it couldn't beat out the other shows on my list. Wow. Yeah.
1: All right. So does that mean we're moving to the top two of the year? Yeah. Top two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> can I can I wager a bet? And keep in mind, everybody at home, I have no idea what this is about to be. Actually, I well, I haven't seen it. I just know Alex. Can I make a guess? Uh,
0: what well, my number two is? Yes. Yeah,
1: because I know it's either your number two or your number one.
0: Okay. Logan, it's not my number two. No, it's not. No.
1: Ah, well, I just wrote my number one for okay.
0: you. My number two is the greatest TV show of the year. Oh goddamn it! Of all TV shows, fuck. It's Legion. Noah Hawley's FX television show that was did that premiere in
1: 2017? Yeah,
0: premiered in 2017. Did it really? Was it January?
1: I believe so. Damn! How did I not know that that premiered this year?
0: February of 2017. Man. Yeah, it's for a shorter run of a television show. It was absolutely fantastic, especially the way they build up. Visually, it's amazing. The humor spot on. The mystery is great. The way they build up the how they connect his parentage to being Charles Xavier later in the series. Like it's not over the top. It's a little bit subtle and just fantastic. Especially the way they deal with someone who's so incredibly powerful and yet incredibly damaged as David too. It's just, I don't know. I I, I can't say enough about the series.
1: Yeah. I'm extremely bummed it. Now keep in mind, it would not have cracked my top two. As far as television shows are concerned, and if I could redo it, Happy would be my, my number one choice, so I could have the greatest television show of the year, but it would definitely be in my top 10, and I'm really bummed that when we compiled our list of 2017 shows, that Alex neglected to mention that this was a 2017 show, so I feel like this podcast is moot and that I win something. I don't know what I win, but I win. I don't think
0: you win anything. God, God damn it. Fact, <clears throat> I will say that it wasn't my favorite comic book show of the year. That would have been this season of Preacher. But Legion was fantastic. But Preacher obviously can't qualify by our standards. Yep, it does not qualify. I mean, it's going to be hard to be at anything involving Cassidy uh, trolling around New Orleans, living with an old man who only speaks French, and he doesn't speak French, (laughs) but they're they're old lifelong pals. I love it. Okay. So what was your number two?
1: My number two of the year, my friend, it has already been mentioned. It is on your list. Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, as we stated, best soundtrack of the year by far. I don't think yeah. if if we were rating soundtracks, number one.
0: Easily the best Mary Poppins reference of the year.
1: At least top three, yeah. minimum.
0: The best merchandise tie-in with a Young Baby Groot. Anything Young Baby Groot. Yeah, that uh, might, yeah. might
1: have made more money than any other thing did this year.
0: Yeah, in fact, I have a giant plush Baby Groot in my house that I got for my one-year-old kid. That he doesn't care about. It's an investment in the future. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. He'll be able to sell that later uh, when he's 13 for millions of dollars yeah. and put you in a home finally. I, think I, I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, that that fucking movie. Everything is right in that movie. The jokes are on. The moments where they make you fucking feel things that you didn't want to feel going into a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they make you feel them. They make you feel nostalgia. They make you feel sad. They make you feel happy. You get the range of emotions. You get everything runs the gamut here.
0: Actually, yeah, it's interesting. We've talked about sad endings before on this already. But even the ending to Guardians 2 was so sad. Just that final shot of Rocket shedding a tear at the Ravager's funeral.
1: Uh, yeah, it was oddly very, very beautiful. And it was a character that, that died that you didn't really... You know, after the first movie, you didn't really care for this character. Like, you yeah. thought, yeah, sure, whatever. This character's in there. But
0: Guardians 2 was very much Yondu's story, also
1: it was the story of Kurt Russell. Thank you very little.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it was the story of Peter Quill and Yondu with a touch of Gamora.
1: That's, I think it was actually baby Groot's story. It, it's true.
0: I mean, <laughs> the, the scene of baby Groot holding up the various items uh, to their, to their cell of the brig was fantastic. Yep. Including uh, getting the guy's thumb.
1: That movie might as well have just been called baby Groot uh, because at the onset of the film, uh, you see everybody fighting in the background while mm-hmm. Baby Groot is in the forefront wrestling with monsters,
0: dancing to uh, ELO. Course. Yep. Uh, in fact, if someone just told me a movie called Baby Groot and I didn't even know about it, and there was, and they're like, it's eight hours long and there's <laughs> no trailer. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom. I'd be like, okay. Well, and are tickets reserved? Are they sold out right now? Yeah,
1: I'll still get a large drink and piss my pants. I don't care. I'm in. It's sort really of like
0: Guardians is a is a franchise or a series that shouldn't work. Like it doesn't. They weren't the biggest Marvel property in comics. It's such an oddball cast of characters. It's set in space. But James Gunn just does a fantastic job. I'm so glad that he's going to continue and see the series through the end.
1: I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. And you know what it reminds me of? Is Marvel willing to take a risk on a property? And it goes back to Iron Man. Iron Man was not a big thing. Like Iron Man was like a B-list fucking superhero. And then they made Iron Man what he is today. They made Robert Downey Jr. Again, they made everything from the ground up, starting with Iron Man, something that shouldn't have worked, but for whatever fucking reason it did. Guardians of the Galaxy is exactly the same.
0: And I think it goes back to, like, we talked about Marvel and their casting, but also the way they find directors is fantastic. <laughs> like, they always find the right Strike person. Strike fucking gold. Dr- and make sure they have the right voice. Kevin Feige does a fantastic job overseeing the entire universe. Yeah. And, I mean, they they haven't made a bad film yet. They've made films that aren't amazing, but it's, I mean, but w- when your standard is what they are, when your bar is what they are, it's it's amazing that they've been able to be this consistent for this long let's go ahead and jump in for our number ones
1: oh before we do that we got to roll down 10 through 2
0: okay 10
1: don't be an idiot come on
0: spider-man homecoming 9 the gifted 8 the defender 17 titan Judas contract 6 guardians 2 5 the tick 4 thor ragnarok no wait Uh, 5 wonder woman 4 the tick Mm. 3 thor ragnarok 2 legion
1: i think you should reread it because you fucked up and number one. <laughs> all right, here's here's my top ten, redone. Oh, oh, do you want to do yours first? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahead. yeah. And
0: the best film of the year, the greatest superhero film of all time, arguably the greatest film of all time, is Logan.
1: I just backed away from my mic. I don't want to say anything.
0: It's good. It's amazing. It shows again that Fox did the right thing, trusting them to make an R-rated film, a Wolverine film, with begging to be rated R. To take the story, to turn it into, to basically kill off all the other X-Men, because Professor Xavier have one of the most powerful mutants alive, whose mind has always been his weapon and his kind heart, kill off everyone that was close to him and that he trusted, and to have him be losing that ability as he suffers through a debilitating illness, and Logan being his only caretaker left in the world, having to hide him off, and Logan being alone. After finding someone that trusted him and believed him and made him step out of being a hermit and living by himself. It's just like, it's such a tragic story. And the little girl that plays, which is Laura, Laura, which is basically X-23, but not her name, but she does an amazing job too. And Hugh Jackman is, he he just killed it. Like he was born to play that character more than any other hero cast so far. Hugh Jackman has embodied that role.
1: I could play that character as long as I just rub my eyes a couple of times and shave my beard a little bit.
0: Again, which is why we don't work in the entertainment industry.
1: <laughs> Tell me that you would not pay good money to see me as Wolverine. Oh, no, I
0: wouldn't. In fact, <laughs> I would question, I would be like, Disney, you bought Marvel, and this is, or Disney, you bought Fox, and this is your first big executive decision.
1: Yeah, and then you would go shill out $12 to go see me play no, Wolverine. Don't even lie. I would be like, well, maybe we'll see. I, I, we'll I
0: know. See. I'd be like, well, I guess my lifelong fandom is dead. <laughs> Thanks for killing my childhood, and the only thing I enjoy is an adult.
1: Marvel, Disney, please, let's make this happen. All I've ever wanted to do is ruin Alex's life in childhood.
0: It's perfect. Wonderful. What a great summation to the greatest film of the year, Logan.
1: It was okay. I mean, if if we're putting it, like, if we're ranking the top eight films of the year, I guess it sneaks in at number seven. I
0: I know I, I'm honestly upset that it did not get a Golden Globe nomination for Best Drama. And I, I know it'll get an Academy Award. Even though superhero films, genre films never get those nominations because
1: Except for Guardians of the Galaxy and Wonder Woman. For what? Wonder Woman, I believe, was nominated for Something, right? Oh, it's
0: not for something. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Golden Globes. Yeah. Like I don't know. No, uh, I don't think since uh
1: No it really wasn't, was it? Yeah, now that I'm thinking no. back on the nominations, it wasn't.
0: Not since uh, uh Batman. Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, Nelson's Dark Knight have we gotten a superhero film nominated for you say a major. Nelson's Wars? Dark
1: Knight? No, Christopher I Christopher Nelson's <laughs> Dark Knight. <laughs> not
0: since Dark Knight have we gotten superhero film? Nominated, which is absurd because Guardians won when it came out, was arguably one of the. I mean, it's the fact that they do like ten nominations, it was easily that year one of the top ten films of the year. The fact that a film doesn't get a nomination like that is absurd.
1: I could not agree less. Yeah. I mean more.
0: Yeah, let's well, just because I mean you know less. everyone has just rewatched Crash a hundred times over, <laughs> so it's a really film that filled the test of time. You know,
1: uh, well, yeah, people, it, it
0: just replays
1: on TNT over and over again. People have watched Fast and the Furious Six like eighteen times, dude. Like. It's not about what's good to rewatch. Like it's about what's technically the best. Like, I guess this is better. Yeah. Great. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to run down my top 10 for you, for everybody here. Number 10, justice league. Number nine, the tick number eight, Spider-Man homecoming. Number seven, wonder woman. Number six, Logan. I guess it was okay. Number five, the punisher. Number four, Star Wars. Alex is grinning because he also agrees that it is number four film of the year. And he just revised his rankings. Number three, happy number two guardians of the galaxy Two, And the number one film of the year, Alex, do you have a guess?
0: Yeah. You're going to say Thor: Ragnarok.
1: You're goddamn right. I am. It's the best film, not only of the year, but ever. Okay.
0: So judging by that logic, Are you going to be mad if the Academy Awards come out and Thor Ragnarok does not get one of its 10 Best Picture nominations? I will
1: light myself on fire in Tenement Square. We will live stream that
0: on our Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Obviously. We'll need someone to pay for a ticket in Tenement Square and show (laughs) Matt how to get there.
1: Also, show me how to light myself on fire because I don't think I know how to do it. That's the
0: easiest part, really.
1: (laughs) Uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's the two words that surmise the greatest film of the year. Uh, On top of that, you've got... (laughs) ah. Fucking immigrant song, twice in that movie. You've got Loki. You've got motherfucking Thor. You got the Hulk. Ooh, you got the Hulk making jokes. The fucking best movie of the
0: year. We talked about it already in my three, but it's it's a film that I can't wait for it to release on home video. I'm gonna be watching it. Yeah, instantly. i can't wait
1: for it to come out on VHS. I yeah. will <laughs> certainly yeah. buy a copy. I can't
0: wait for it to come over a local UHF station over the air.
1: Yep, I'm definitely buying the laser disc yeah. for that one. All of you children out there, look up what a laser disc is on Google. Just ask Siri. You got this.
0: But that's it. That is our top comic book film and TV shows for 2017. If you haven't seen anything yet that made out of on of, one of our lists, go do them right away because everything recommended or talked about is truly excellent.
1: Uh, so real quick, uh, now that we've wrapped up our top ten, everybody knows what's the best. Um, is there anything that just narrowly missed your top ten that you've got
0: yeah, it's. I mean, there was so much good stuff that I mean, The Punisher, narrowly missed. Runaways, I really enjoyed. Nearly missed. Happy, like you mentioned, nearly missed. Wilson, which is based off a of Daniel Clowes graphic novel. The guy who did Ghost World, Art School Confidential. I love that what film. Now? Yeah, it's a film called Wilson. Stars. Oh no uh, shit! Woody Harrelson, Laura Dern, uh, Judy Greer's in it as well.
1: I had uh, no idea about yeah. this even existing. Yeah.
0: Check it out. It's a really good film.
1: Yeah, I'm fucking If you're into this. that
0: sort of thing, like if you like Ghost World, Art School Confidential, it's a definitely it's in the same vein, same voice. So check that out.
1: Yeah, Daniel Close is absolutely amazing. He's got his own style. If you've never read anything by his, check out Ghost World. Check out his new one, Patience. Holy shit, this guy is, is really, really incredible. He's got all the talent in the world. Go check him out. Uh, he's on Fantagraphics, I think. Or yeah, he's on all the indie publishers. They're they're doing his shit. Go check him out. He's really really incredible. This is something that I'm just hearing for the first time, and I'm really pumped about going and checking out. I'm actually going to go home after this and research and probably buy whatever this is.
0: Anything nearly make missed your list? Uh, you mentioned obviously Legion, which you didn't realize. Yeah,
1: fucking Legion. God damn it! I Alex snuck that one past me. We texted back and forth. And we're like, here's our list for 2017. Here's all the stuff that we know that came out. And this asshole just held on to Legion, and he fucking knew it.
0: Oh, it was on the list I sent you of every single. No, No, it was not. Oh,
1: my God. I'm going to look this up while I'm telling you the things that we missed out on. So my number 12 pick would have been Runaways on Hulu. Fantastic. My number 11 was Gifted. And I shifted each of those into the (laughs) top 10 position at least a half a dozen times in exchange for Justice League. All right, and I'm scrolling through the shit, and damn it. Yeah, it was on there. Okay, that's, yep. that's what I thought. Yeah.
0: Ah, shit. So what I learned today, too, is that Matt suffers from partial literacy.
1: <laughs> I can only <laughs> read certain words. Yeah. Oh, damn it. That's, okay. I'm happy it was on there. Like, I'm glad that you included it so our, our listeners uh, didn't miss out on such an excellent fucking television show. And I'm sorry to everybody. I owe an apology to everyone. But we Except talked for about Fox and Logan. We talked about movie.
0: everything that we loved in 2017. But what are you looking forward to most in 2018?
1: Oh shit! And this is going to probably give you a huge boner because it's probably your your favorite thing too. Uh, you might think it would be Deadpool too, but you're incorrect. It is actually New Mutants. I am most excited for, and it's not even fucking close. The Han Solo film. Yeah, I know that we're getting touchy there um but it's most definitely new mutants getting a horror spin on a fucking hero story give me that
0: so it's like a great cast too yeah Your trailers looked fantastic yep
1: yeah that's We've a film dark phoenix coming out next year too
0: right we do there's three yep. fox pictures which is deadpool new Mutants, like you mentioned and then x-men dark phoenix too Yeah.
1: killing it yeah. killing it fox
0: yeah for 2018 there's Looks to be a pretty good year.
1: Sorry, Infinity Wars. You're not my number one choice there. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of TV shows that will come out that are in the works or that have been only partially announced that we don't even think about or don't even know.
1: Sorry, Aquaman. You're not even close.
0: Yeah. Uh, But mine is, and I think it's like the obvious answer. Although I will say before I do that, I would love for 2018 for an x comic to be my favorite book of the year. I've been reading action comics forever. I've enjoyed a lot of them immensely, but it's been a while since I've said this is the best book. Like, I want to join X-Men book more than I enjoy a Batman book, but that's beside the point. For 2018, for film TV properties, what I'm looking forward to most is Infinity War by the Russos.
1: Yeah, that is a little bit of a cop-out to say Infinity yeah. War.
0: But, I mean, I saw the trailer. It gave me chills. It's one of those things where it's over a decade has been leading up to this film, and I kind of feel like it's going to be an Empire Strikes Back film where it's going to end on tragedy with a glimmer of hope in the distance because it's the first one, a two-parter.
1: I think that's the only way to make this film good is to have it end in, or not necessarily end in, but have lots of tragedy in it. Like, you can't save it all for the end. You have to have some now. You have to have some some endings to to make way for these beginnings that they're planning. I mean, it's if they do that, I think that film could easily be sitting atop both of our number ones next year.
0: And what I'm really curious about too, is how they're going to handle the other other Marvel films that take place before the second Infinity War film, whatever that title ends up being because Ant-Man and the Wasp also comes out this year. Yeah. Comes out after Avengers. Uh, I believe, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but most likely Ant-Man is going to be in Avenity War. He wasn't in the first trailer, but I imagine he'll be in there at some point. So how do we handle, how do the events of Avenity War affect the other Marvel films until we get a conclusion of that.
1: The answer is if you're, if you're asking me is they don't, we saw in Spider-Man homecoming that they're willing to reach back before that current period. They don't care about going back in time. They don't give a shit. They'll do whatever they fucking want. They're Marvel. So they can, they can kill these fucking characters off and then still have seven more movies with them because that's what they can do. Fuck you. I think
0: the biggest question for me, and I think for a lot of people too, is what is Marvel going to do with newly acquired Fox properties? And they now have Fantastic Four. They have Deadpool, the X-Men. They can now see the word mutants again without having to say enhanced, which is fantastic.
1: Enhanced.
0: Yeah. So it's really curious to see if they're still going to allow Fox to do rated our films, how they're going to, if they're going to bring the mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really, I hope in 2018 we get an answer about that. I hope it's an answer I don't hate.
1: Yeah. So, holy shit, Infinity Wars is... Is only a couple of months away, and we might even have a special two-part episode about that one. I don't know what we're thinking about.
0: I know "couple" is like a relative term to some people. Two, yeah, which is weird because that's when Black Panther comes out. Yeah, and then we're oh, about shit. we're about five, six months away from Infinity War. So,
1: yep. So, so I I read something that says uh, starting at the new year, if you watch one Marvel property a week, um, you will be. There in time for infinity where you'll have watched every single one just in time. So just something mm. fun to check out.
0: Yeah, that actually I, I bet there's going to be some studios doing marathons or a very Marvel movie before probably, I mean, not have to take place over a couple of days though, but that would be fun. If your local theater does that, be sure to go to it. Take some time off work. Be sure to eat more than just popcorn.
1: Nope. Only popcorn, popcorn, <laughs> <laughs>
0: popcorn and Pib extra <laughs> is the way to go.
1: God damn it. If Pib extra <laughs> isn't the best soda on the market yeah.
0: or sarsaparilla,
1: yeah, if if you don't know what Pip Extra is, it's just Dr Pepper. Uh, all right, uh, I think Dr that Pepper wraps takes offense of that. Nope. there is not nope. twenty three <laughs> mystery flavors in Pip Extra. <laughs> There's twenty four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Pip Extra. <laughs> no wonder you lost the Mister. <laughs> but that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Henchmen of Comics. As always, you can email us at henchmenofcomics at gmail.com.
1: You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: You can subscribe to us or subscribe to podcast review wherever you send your reviews. I'm Alex Deshback.
1: And I am the best film of the year, Thor.
0: Hint, it ain't easy.